This episode is sponsored by iHeart Sedona, a three-bedroom, three-bathroom vacation rental in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. iHeart Sedona is a family-run vacation rental that was designed by our friend Becky with vacation in mind. Find pictures and prices at www.iheartsedona.com. So we go to iHeart Sedona every year for our book club retreat. We've talked about that a little bit before, Um, but we have also done a writing retreat where we just kind of each had our own room set up. We uh, gathered at the dining room table to write, but then we could like bounce ideas off of each other. But Sedona is just such like a peaceful Mm -hmm. place. It's not necessarily like a wild girls trip kind of place, but just good for the soul, good for creativity, good for connection. There's a lot of artists in Sedona. So I also um, planned a girls trip with my best friends from high school. We had kind of like a little mini reunion and just being able to sit around and catch up and just everything was so comfortable and peaceful and relaxed. So it's just great for that kind of a trip. For the price of a hotel room, you can have an entire three-bedroom house with kitchen, patio, and all the comforts of home. iHeart Sedona is perfect to share with friends or family. Sedona has something for everybody. Hiking trails, favorite restaurants, and the location works as a smart home base to see the Grand Canyon or Flagstaff. The decor, layout, and little touches put you in a relaxed mindset from the minute you walk in the door at iHeart Sedona. Um, which we can speak from experience. Mm -hmm. One of my very favorite things to do when we're there is to get up early and have my coffee on the patio. It is so relaxing. The air up there just smells fresh Mm -hmm. and cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something I look forward to every year. The website is www.iheartsedona.com spelled I-H-E-A-R-T S-E-D-O-N-A, and you'll find it linked in the show notes. And mention the Girl Next Door podcast when you inquire about your next vacation at iHeart Sedona, and Becky will honor a 10% discount. You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So on the show in the past, we've talked about different aspects of health, including food and exercise. Today, we're talking about another really important aspect of health, mental health. We'll talk about how we know if our mental health is in a good place or needs attention, practices for maintaining good mental health, and how we've addressed mental health during challenging life seasons. Before we start our conversation, we want to be upfront in saying that neither of us have experienced serious mental health struggles such as depression or addiction. Although we cannot speak to those situations, we hope that having an honest conversation about our personal experiences with mental health will be helpful to others. We do encourage anyone who needs help to reach out to a medical professional. So to start off, I wanted to ask, what are indicators to you that your mental health is in a good place versus needs attention? I love this question because I think part of being mentally healthy is even knowing what those things are for yourself and Mm -hmm. being reflective enough to say like, okay, this is a sign to Mm me or like kind of a benchmark. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will say when I am not in a great uh, mental health place or Mm -hmm. need some attention is I find myself, I'm not one to get sad and mopey as Mm -hmm. much as I am to get angry and irritable. Mm. Probably because I think I probably struggle more with like a low grade anxiety or Mm -hmm. situational anxiety than I do the depression side of things. Mm -hmm. But I will just find myself angry, like Mm -hmm. about things that 
should mm-hmm. not make me as angry as they're making me. Mm-hmm. Um, a little out of control, a little bit of that like chest burn feeling yeah. over things, over spilled milk kind of things, yeah. you know. Um, and then just this irritability, even physically, um, mm-hmm. just feeling like itchy and unable oh. to sleep and just kind of like you want to yeah. crawl out of your skin a little bit. Yeah. Um, I will find myself watching way too much TV or mm-hmm. numbing behaviors in general instead mm-hmm. of when I'm on a healthier wavelength, I think I find myself like full of ideas and creativity Mm -hmm. and wanting to like make positive changes. And I just Mm -hmm. think like Mm -hmm. the difference between being, um, able to ask, like access that or not, you Uh know, um, I think to me, like, are my nails done? Is my makeup on? Like those things, if I'm doing those things regularly, it's more of an indication to me that I'm feeling like I have the bandwidth for that Mm -hmm. and not feeling, you know, in a bad place. Mm -hmm. Um, how much I'm reading is always a giant indicator to me Mm -hmm. and also something that helps keep me Mm -hmm. mentally healthy. I feel like it helps me decompress at the end of the night. It helps me see things from other perspectives. Mm -hmm. And when I find myself in really um, difficult seasons in life, I find that I don't read as much. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, yeah, it doesn't help anything. Yeah. Um, How much I want to be socializing Mm -hmm. definitely is impacted by that, as I'm sure it is for most people. If you're just feeling like every social engagement is kind of a chore. Yeah maybe something to look at there. Um, and I find I won't be sleeping as well and just like compensating with caffeine Uh, and carbs and uh, just like, can't get enough of any of those things. And I'm like, Oh, well I'm not having enough sleep or whatever. So those are kind of some indicators to me. Okay. Um, so let's see, I started out with when I feel in a really good place. I think my like healthy default place is to feel like really optimistic Mm -hmm. and just really happy. That's just like who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I know everyone kind of has their, you know, on a baseline, yeah, baseline happiness. And I think mine tends to be pretty high. So just, yeah, just feeling really good about like outlook on life, Mm -hmm. outlook on the world, um, lots of energy, feeling really motivated to do things, but not feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I always have lots of things I want to do, but feeling like I have the time to do them or the energy, or Mm -hmm. I can see how things are going to get done. Um, feeling like I have time for my family, time for creative endeavors, and then time for myself, like reading and exercise, Mm -hmm. just feeling like I have a good balance of things and time to socialize too, for sure. Um, I would say that then just kind of all the opposites of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> when, it's when, almost sometimes easier to tell when things aren't going yes. well, right? Um, definitely just like, I think when I've, when I've been in those places, it's just feelings of being overwhelmed that I can mm-hmm. never get ahead of everything that needs to get done. Um, feeling aggravated instead of patient. I tend mm-hmm. to be a pretty patient and understanding person. Mm-hmm. So I have just had times when I just will realize like, everything is annoying and aggravating me. And it's like where I realize like no one's actually doing anything Mm -hmm. to aggravate me. Mm -hmm. It's just, everything is really frustrating to me. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I think like, um, an indicator can be if I haven't had really good quality time with Chris or like just Mm -hmm. time for long conversations, those Mm -hmm. weeks are, you know, it can be a stretch of a month at at a time if one of us is super busy where it almost feels like most of our conversations are like text messages during yeah. the day. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, we should talk more about that. And mm-hmm. then we're exhausted and just mm-hmm. busy with the family and everything. Um, and so, you know, that happens for a couple of weeks, like, Oh my gosh, you know, I haven't connected with this super important person in my life. Um, 
For me, I think if I start to get feelings of feeling envious of other people, if Mm -hmm. I'm starting to like compare my Mm -hmm. situation to others is an an unhealthy place for me because usually I do have so much satisfaction and contentment in just my situation. And I'm not content you are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I can see other people's situations and be happy for them, but not feel like that has anything to do with my situation. Um, And kind of like the opposite, like I said, being in a good place just when I'm not feeling motivated to do things. Because normally I am someone that has lots of ideas and wants to do lots of things and have the energy to do it. So um, let's see. What about um, small things in your life that can go a long way towards positive mental health for you? Time alone Mm. is number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And something... I've always known I didn't mind being alone as much as other people mm-hmm. or like didn't necessarily need to go out every weekend yeah. or what, you know, in college when kind of you're forced to be a little bit more extroverted. So I've always known I tended more on the introverted side of things and enjoyed, mm-hmm. genuinely enjoyed time alone. But when I had kids, it became crystal clear, clear that I will lose my mind real uh-huh. quickly without some time alone. So, um, yeah, that is a huge one. Exercise definitely impacts mm-hmm. just how I feel about life mm-hmm. in general, even just, you know, three times a week to mm-hmm. just be getting those endorphins going and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting ready. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm just having like a really, you know, waking up on the wrong side of the bed kind of mm-hmm. a day, just doing my hair and makeup and putting on an outfit I feel good in, not yeah. necessarily fancy, mm-hmm. but just feeling good about the outward. It's like fake it till you make it a mm-hmm. little bit. It kind of gives you a little bit more pep in your step. Um, sleep mm-hmm. goes a really long way and I can get real mm-hmm. unhealthy real quick in yeah. a period of prolonged yes. sleep deprivation, just even on a trip, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where I just have not prioritized sleep yeah. on some level where right. I'm at least getting like not staying up every night and getting three hours of sleep or mm-hmm. something like that. I won't even enjoy the trip. Like there's no point. Yeah. So um, yeah, making that a priority. Those little things go mm-hmm. a long way. Um, for me, definitely time alone, also introvert. And one thing that I was thinking about as you were talking about that, I think there is just something if you're someone that needs that time, or maybe if, you know, if you're the other one, you need time with people, just knowing how to get good quality Mm -hmm. alone time Mm -hmm. versus, or good quality time with other people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can spend time alone, kind of zoning out to television or social media that probably is not going to be recharging like you kind of have to know like okay I need to read or maybe I don't know sometimes even for me it's like running errands and just Mm -hmm. like checking stuff off Mm -hmm. my list and feeling productive um kind of and so knowing how to spend that recharge time Mm -hmm. I think can be so um important um sleep definitely sleep is just sleep is everything yeah Oh my gosh. It really is. It really is. It is It is just so crazy how sometimes I will just feel in an aggravated or overwhelmed, you know, mood. And I think now I can just know, like, just go to sleep. Yeah. Like it will, not everything will be solved in the right. morning, but you will feel better yes. about everything. And more capable to exactly. tackle those It's things. not going to yeah. feel quite so overwhelming. Um, exercise for me, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I generally do three workouts a week and I will like readily admit that is part of my just mental health maintenance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I similarly 
in the way I feel more positive and optimistic after a good night of sleep. It's mm-hmm. just those endorphins, just moving my body. Mm-hmm. When I work out, I am with other people, like not like chit chatting with yeah. other people. It's just kind of nice to be with a group mm-hmm. of people out in the world, out away from the house. Yeah. Like get out of your own head for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I find that super helpful. Um, and then a couple of just little things, a clean house. Yeah. Is like incredible. Yeah. It just, it feels like it's like, you know, inner, inner peace, Mm -hmm. outer peace. Mm -hmm. Just if my environment is all in disarray that, oh, I I can't fully relax and be calm in that environment. So my home environment definitely really affects me. Um, Kind of in the same way, getting my car cleaned. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying this is going to like turn around if I'm in like a super horrible mood. And nobody is claiming that if you need some more like, you know, intervention, but right. like, these are like the little pick me ups, exactly. right? To kind yes. of maintain. I just, I just will notice like a, a significant mood boost, or mm-hmm. I'm just feeling a little bit more on top of, on top of life. Um, if I, if I get that mm-hmm. done. Um, so tell me about a time or two in your adult life when you struggled with mental health and what did you do and, or wish you had done to address it? Um, I, looking back now, I can see that my transition to college was really hard. Oh. Um, I think the the not understanding that I was an introvert mm. and then you're living with like four girls in a yeah. college apartment and you're and it's all about going out. All and, about, yeah, I mm-hmm. think that that was really hard for me. Um, I did not like my school, which mm. that was a, an exacerbating factor for yeah. sure. Um, and I ended up switching. Um, but yeah, just realizing like, oh, I like didn't get out of bed some whole days kind of, but in college, it's like a little bit normal. You right. know what I mean? Right. But then you're like, uh, I did not feel good yeah. about life. Like I yeah. had a physical hard time. Yeah. I would sleep like um, in, I remember, and this was very cozy, but I could never do this now or in a healthy place. I don't think I could even bring myself to do it. Like I would fall asleep in front of this fire in like the student lounge, mm-hmm. like the, what is the, the union? Yeah. There was this fire in this like quieter study room in there mm-hmm. and I would just fall dead asleep for oh. like hours. And oh I'm like, that's gosh. not normal in <laughs> right. public. Like, <laughs> and again, college is kind of, you know, you're keeping late right. hours. It's a little bit more acceptable, but I think right. I just kind of assumed that was college and that I hated my school. But really, I think I yeah. probably could have benefited from some mm-hmm. counseling and, you know, um, mm-hmm. working through some, it's a big life transition. And yeah. I think that I definitely struggle with maybe some situational, Mm -hmm. um, anxiety for sure. And things Mm -hmm. like that. So that was a big one looking back though. I don't think, I mean, I just definitely have 2020 looking back, but didn't notice at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked about it before, but like our adoption process Mm -hmm. was rough. Mm -hmm. And I think that something that was hard for me, first of all, some of the ways that I knew that I was in a more difficult or more dire mental health straits than I had ever been was that I lost my ability to find humor in the situation anymore Mm. at certain points. Mm -hmm. Like none of it was funny, Mm -hmm. even though there was kinds, I mean, I had two new toddlers, there was funny things happening all the time, but I had a very hard time having a sense of humor about things, which is not me Mm -hmm. at all. I will make a joke out of anything. So Mm -hmm. that was one big like red flag for me. Um, I also got to this point where I was just unable to find the bigger picture anymore. Mm-hmm. I got so zoned. I was so overwhelmed by the bigger picture and things that were out of my control legally and, mm-hmm. you know, with their case and everything that I feel like I just zoned in on these really weird small things sometimes mm-hmm. thinking back um, and just finding it like overwhelming to choose like an outfit that they mm-hmm. were wearing mm-hmm. or like 
I don't know, overwhelming to get a grocery list together. Mm-hmm. And that's not my right. like normal. Yeah. And so, and some of that is just new motherhood, but I think that's what happened is new motherhood plus a situation that probably anybody would find difficult adopting two kids from foster care. Mm-hmm. I chalked so much of it up to that. Mm-hmm. And then there's this underlying guilt of, well, you wanted this and this mm-hmm. is like you're, you have these dream children and they were, they were right. the best toddler and preschooler yeah. I could have asked for yeah. in that situation. Um, so then there was this extra guilt of like, but you're their safe place. You're there. This right. is supposed to be better for them and you're being a hot mess. Right. And so I feel like I kind of hid some of that. And then honestly, like, you have someone coming with a clipboard to ask what happens when mommy gets mad. Right. So you feel like you can't really be complete. There was services in place and we did take advantage of some counseling um, that wasn't very great, but Mm -hmm. it was like free counseling Mm -hmm. through our agency. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they say like, please let us know how you're actually doing. Like we want to support you, but at the same time, right. You feel like, well, how much can I actually say if I'm saying I'm feeling like this was a big mistake for a minute, you know what I mean? Like sometimes those really dark feelings you have as a new mom. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to say that when somebody is here from the state checking mm-hmm. on me with a clipboard? So mm-hmm. I, I just wish I would have right away realized I'm going to need to find my own private counselor mm-hmm. that I feel comfortable with and just process some of this. And I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to tie it up with the whole mm-hmm. adoption process. Yeah. And I did that later on and mm-hmm. it was super helpful, but she even pointed out to me, you know, you're, it's sounding to me like you are a little bit stuck in fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. which is what happens when people are in really stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Cause I was relaying this convert, this decision making about Julia's birthday and it was complicated because mm-hmm. do we invite certain birth family members or not? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, that is a hundred percent difficult mm-hmm. as a mom, but it's not a crisis yeah. and mm-hmm. you're treating this birthday party like a crisis. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're stuck there. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in, and sometimes what happens is you join especially your parenting traumatized kids, you join them in their fight or flight mm-hmm. mode mm-hmm. that they're stuck in. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, yeah. you know, so I just wish I would have maybe recognized that a little sooner and felt more open about just, I'm going to go get what I need and not yeah. worry about the shoulds. Mm-hmm. And I think as a new mom in general, mm-hmm. that would be the advice I would give. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what you should be feeling or mm-hmm. should be doing or should be grateful and just yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. And then in the adoption process, for sure, there's this extra fairy tale layer. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This like, but it's such a good story and it's so beautiful. And it absolutely is those things, but really hard things are happening. And maybe uh, right in the middle of it, going through it might not feel To the point where I really still feel like we did some counseling afterwards too, because we were stuck in some kind of bad relationship Mm -hmm. habits, um, that survival mode. But I feel like now too, still I have things to process through and probably mm-hmm. should find a counselor again. Cause mm-hmm. when you've had a minute to sit with it, you're like, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's probably some leftover right. trauma. It's like mm-hmm. kind of traumatic to become yeah. a parent that way. And yeah. I wouldn't obviously trade it for the world. And it was a hundred percent worth it. And a lot of it was alleviated when the adoption was done yeah. that process, but there's just going to be a lot to process around that mm-hmm. for always. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I think um, understanding maybe some mental ruts that has gotten me in or Mm -hmm. emotional habits that aren't necessarily serving me anymore Mm -hmm. would be a healthy thing. So, Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So two two times come to mind for me. One kind of opposite for you is when I was finishing school, when I was Mm. finishing graduate Mm -hmm. school. Um, I think I was trying to finish writing a thesis for which I had conducted my own research, but I, I think my 
I think I maybe didn't have as much mentorship as I wanted, mm-hmm. like during that research. Mm-hmm. And probably my advisor was thinking like, you know, you should be able to do this, yeah. but I wasn't good about recognizing, like, actually Needed I do more need help. more help, yeah. you know? And so, you know, then I'm kind of at the end trying to finish everything, write everything up. Um, I was in a long distance relationship with Chris. Mm -hmm. And so just, you know, managing that, Mm -hmm. missing him. I think at that point I was planning to move out here. So I knew that it was all going to work out, but just being done doing long distance, you know, just feeling so done. Um, And then, yeah, just kind of wrapping up exams and stuff. And something that ended up happening is that I got viral meningitis, not bacterial meningitis, Uh which can be deadly. Um, Viral meningitis is still very serious. But what's interesting is that I don't know if this is always the case, but kind of in the way that latent chicken pox under times Mm. of stress Mm -hmm. can activate and turn into shingles, Mm -hmm. the latent chicken pox in me like activated and turned into viral meningitis and like infected my spinal column. Gosh. And like the fluid around my brain. <laughs> so I think as you as you need your brain the exactly. most in life. <laughs> so I think just as an indication that like, yes, I was things just were not under okay. so much stress mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, just that even though I don't know, even though I knew I was going to be moving out here to be with Chris, even though I kind of knew I had a job, I think I was still just really grappling with like, mm-hmm. you know, do I want to go on and do my PhD eventually just, you know, launching out into the world yeah. and just like a scary process proposition, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I remember that being a really tough time. Um, I I did not seek any help, which I think in hindsight, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, would have been really helpful. A lot of it was just made better, just finishing and then moving out. And just, I think I was just ready to be done with Mm -hmm. that kind of just intensive school experience. Um, And then the other time that stands out to me is from about the time that Cedric was about three months old, so a little baby, until he was like five or six months old. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just at that time, you know, I was going back to work full time. Mm -hmm. I had two kids under three. And I mean, Dash was like a new two-year-old. I mean, it's like only only looking back back as yeah. a seasoned parent, do you realize how young that is? Yes. You know, you yes. just kind of don't know going into you're it. You're like, you need to get it together because I have a newborn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, oh yeah, you're too. <laughs> um, you're basically just a walking baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a mad one. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same time, like that particular s- spring is always really busy for Chris, but that was a particular, I can't remember what it was, just a super stressful, mm-hmm. busy mm-hmm. time for him mm-hmm. at work. Um, I just remember, and it was like a, it was like a weird thing, almost kind of like you're saying, like I, I have my baby and I have my mm-hmm. toddler and we Life have this good great family. This, yeah. Exactly. I have so much to be yes. grateful for. And yet at the same time, I just remember almost feeling like kind of a veil or like a cloud where it's like, I knew that that Chris needed more of my support. We were both just like sleep deprived mm-hmm, too. Like this mm-hmm. is when Dash just oh, like, yeah, was not was sleeping. sleeping. Right. Yes. Like had a right. baby and then a non-sleeping Ugh. toddler just feeling like I know that Chris is having a hard time, just super stressed at work, like not getting enough mm-hmm. sleep, but it was like, I don't have anything to give, Yes, you know? Yeah. And just like, almost like not even being able to quite articulate. Like sometimes it can be helpful to just say like, I know you need more for me and I can't Mm -hmm. even give it like I I couldn't even Mm -hmm. like really get there. Um, 
And I think during that time, I, I think I had a panic attack, like just mm-hmm. kind of, I just felt like that tightness in my yeah, chest. Like if and this just, is what they, I think this oh. is what they talk about. Yeah. I <laughs> yes, had a couple of exactly. those too. Um, and in hindsight, I really wish that I had gone to counseling or that Chris and I had gone to counseling yeah, together. Just to process yes, through life. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I just think that that just would have been like setting aside some time to yes. just for us or just for me. Um, but I think it was, it was like almost when you're just so in it, that Mm -hmm. just feels overwhelming. I I will say I did reach out to a counselor after I felt like I had this panic attack, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have any appointments for like several weeks. Well, no. And that's a whole nother topic, right? Like how difficult mental health care is. Exactly. So it was like, I was ready. Like I could have used it, but that just felt so overwhelming Mm -hmm. and like, well, that's so far away. That's not even going to help. So, um, and that just, you know, time helped you know, right, but right, but that was a really that was. Really and I tough think season. I think you bring up such a good point though, because I think we find ourselves white knuckling mm-hmm. all of these like genuinely hard things in life just because mm-hmm. they're quote normal mm-hmm. or quote what yeah. I asked for or that that means somehow we need to suffer through them and put ourselves and our relationships in unhealthy places Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of being like, no, this is going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. Let me get, even before it gets bad, let me get myself set up with some support. Uh But then the mental health care stigmas and, Uh um, you know, system in general Mm -hmm. and how insurance works and all of that can make that a really daunting task when you are already feeling like it is everything you can do to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is, I mean, I think that's why it's just so important to even just talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it is normal, a normal part of human experience, mm-hmm. all humans yeah. to go through these ups and downs like this and that um, support can only help. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, ugh, there's so much we could say on that topic, yeah. but I think yeah. that it's just good to talk about it, period. And I think, I think too, just like looking back, it's like so many of kind of the symptoms being sleep deprived and all that is just going to be a part of like being a new mom Mm -hmm. or like being a full-time working mom. Mm -hmm. And so it's like hard in the time Mm -hmm. to kind of sort out, like, am I handling this well? Like, is this going okay? Um, and I get, like you're saying, when you're just kind of in that survival, you almost don't have the time to like take a step back to even think that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you get, we get in these habits of living for the, the like, well, when this happens Mm -hmm. then, or when this thing settles down, when kids are sleeping through the night, instead of just realizing like you could use some support through that, Mm -hmm. like you're right, that will get better then. But in the meantime, it's okay to have help. Yeah. It's okay to have help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so what practices or strategies do you have for addressing your mental health needs just now, or as Mm -hmm. they might come up in the future? Well, I just think definitely counseling. We've gone to counseling a few different periods of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to counseling individually. Jeremiah's gone individually. We've gone as a couple. Um, and I think just being, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a good pediatrician. Like I need to get at the point where I just have mm-hmm. somebody or have a couple somebodies on hand mm-hmm. or just going regularly if you can afford it, which mm-hmm. I, just, you know, because it's kind of the most important thing you can do, yeah. right? That you can take care of at least. Mm-hmm. So that is something I really would like to get back in the habit of is just going with someone, you know, going to someone regularly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's once a month when things mm-hmm. aren't particularly difficult and you know but you've got your person so that when that crisis hits or that hard season hits you're not Mm -hmm. flailing to find Mm -hmm. somebody yeah um 
I think that something that I do well that helps me is I'm honest to a fault mm. for the most part. I am a white flag waiver. Mm-hmm. Like I will be like, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. This sucks. I hate my whole life right uh-huh. now. Like <laughs> probably to the point where I just get dramatic about it and could settle down about certain things. Uh-huh. But I think that I am pretty good about telling friends and mm-hmm. family like this, I'm not okay right now. Mm-hmm. And then at least getting that support, if it, mm-hmm. even if it's not professional. Mm-hmm. Um that alone time and taking time for myself and not ever, I'm telling you right now, I never one single time think it's selfish. Mm, no. Ever. Mm-mm. And so if you're struggling with that, I would say part of it is get over it. Mm-hmm. Because if you know you need it yeah. and you are telling yourself a story about how selfish that is and how guilty you feel and whatever, I think we're a little bit conditioned to feel that way mm-hmm. as moms especially. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. And you should take the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you should absolutely be in communication with your partner about mm-hmm. it and making sure that you're not leaving them in a rough spot with right. the kids or whatever it might be. But there is nothing wrong with taking that time and you shouldn't feel guilty about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something I do, I've kind of been thinking about in terms of taking my alone time and I've been talking about it on Instagram a little bit is the 20 minute reset button. Mm. And I have a few different go-to things that are that. Uh-huh. Like sometimes it is just going in my room and turning off all the lights and turning on the sound machine yes. and maybe the kids are having quiet time or maybe, you know, Jeremiah's got the kids and just laying mm-hmm. on my bed, on my back or on the floor in like corpse pose, but forcing mm-hmm. myself to put the phone down because that mm-hmm. is a further drain mm-hmm. when you're already feeling like yeah. you just need that. And I find myself needing it like usually maybe right before dinner time, you know, mm-hmm. that those times of yeah. day that are just like, I've Ugh. had enough. Yes. I've dealt with all the things. Uh-huh. Um, so that's one driving in the car for 20 minutes, literally just straight out this road yeah. and back down with yeah. an audiobook on or uh-huh. something more soothing than, you know, like radio or right. just like something that just really gets your mind maybe engaged in something else, like a calming podcast yeah. or a, mm-hmm. I don't know, audiobook, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, Sometimes it's driving to go get a pick me up, like a caffeine, mm-hmm. you know, like a coffee or a yeah. soda or something yeah. when you, when you know you haven't been already like binging on that all right. day long. Um, but just realizing it doesn't always have to be like, I'm leaving for the whole weekend right. or <laughs> I need a girl's trip or, because sometimes that feels all feels daunting and then you end up not doing anything about it yeah. in the meantime. Right. Even just folding laundry, doing mm-hmm. something busy with my hands, but mm-hmm. by myself in mm-hmm. quiet those are all good 20 minute reset buttons. So mm-hmm. oh, maybe really make like a list that. of things that you can kind of do as a 20 minute reset. Like and then just having a sense of humor about things. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's a real big indicator to me that things are real bad mm-hmm. if I can't even joke about it anymore. Yeah. And I need to like think about that or find a way, especially with the kids sometimes. I mean, they do funny stuff, but yeah. it's when you are the one dealing with all the things, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's like, you're not even funny. I don't like looking yeah. at you right now. Right. Like you're mean. Yeah. And I, you're ruining things for Mm -hmm. me. So just taking a step back with them, especially and being like, no, that's actually really funny. And Mm -hmm. that's going to be a funny story one day. Um, and try, you know, or you're having a rough day, you've dropped the groceries you've done, you know Uh what I mean? Like all the things have gone wrong and stopping. And I just asked myself, like, would this be a funny story one Mm, day? That's a good question. Okay. Then take a minute, figure out what you need to do to get your mind right. And like, you know, again, not for serious situations, but just when you're feeling general, um, overwhelm, which I think yeah. happens a lot as a mom, especially mm-hmm. just finding mm-hmm. some humor intentionally. Mm-hmm. I really like those. I really love the 20 minute reset. I need to work on mm-hmm. scheduling some of those or just brainstorming some of those in my life. Um, so just a couple of the like things that we already talked 
touched on, but the regular exercise and good sleep Mm -hmm. just, I mean, I know that those are basic, but I think those go so far in just keeping me in my like just optimistic best Kelsey and things when you say they're basic I think part of that sorry to interrupt you but I think what happens is when you are in seasons of high stress and in particular Mm -hmm. those are some of the first things you think you can sacrifice right and so realizing that yeah they really are basics Mm -hmm. like this is essential like Mm -hmm. eating food and drinking water right yeah yes totally um I do think that I have gotten better about communicating with Chris in that I'm able to communicate to him, like I'm having a hard time right now, or I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed without taking it out on without just being mad. Exactly. And that just feels really good because I just, I love those conversations when we're able able to have those because then I'm able to like, I don't like feeling that way, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to be able to be honest about it with the person who matters Mm -hmm. most and then not feel not feel that in turn I'm, you know, putting him on the defensive, right. like, because you did this right. or whatever. Uh, and then or just, it only comes out because you had a big yeah, fight about exactly. something. Yeah. And then just instead to feel like supported and validated, yeah. like he's just so great. He'll be like, yeah, that would be really stressful mm-hmm. that like, you know, and so I think that just that our communication has gotten to that point. Like I can feel myself or I would be in a place that I could otherwise pick a fight or mm-hmm. be short or something. Mm-hmm. And instead I'm able to communicate it in that way. Yes. That just sometimes even just being able to say it out loud. Yeah. It's just like, huh? Yeah. You There's know? something about waving that white flag. <laughs> yes. That's just like, okay, I don't have to keep this all on myself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I will say I have been, um, I have made regular counseling just a part of my routine mm-hmm. and I am such a big advocate mm-hmm. and would recommend it to anyone. I found a counselor kind of um, maybe five months or so before I quit my job. Mm -hmm. So I guess that would have been late in 2017. Mm -hmm. And just I was feeling pretty stressed trying to get through those last months. Mm -hmm. And I really was kind of grappling with like my identity is going to change, you know, even though I was very excited for that change. It just, I don't know, just felt like a lot of emotion. Um, And I just kind of anticipated, you know, I wonder how I'm going to feel after I quit my job. Maybe it would be good to have something in place just to kind of be touching base. Um, And then I think I just kind of heard some advice along the way. Someone talk about their practice with seeing a counselor Mm -hmm. just talk about, you know, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I just go. It's just something I do. And it was kind of like, oh, you can do that? Yeah, I don't have to have a problem. I could just say like, Hey, yeah. Give me your thoughts on this yeah. thing that and happened. I, mean, or... I will say I have that now where I just always schedule my next appointment for like anywhere between three weeks to six weeks out, uh-huh. just kind of depending yep. on how I'm feeling. And sometimes it'll be like, oh yeah, I have a counseling appointment this week. Hmm, I wonder what I should talk about. Mm-hmm. But I never don't have something to right, talk about, right. you know, and it's always just, and it's like, <laughs> that's their job to get exactly. you to talk about things you yeah. might need to work on. And it's yeah. always very interesting too like what we end up talking about. Cause yeah. sometimes we end up talking much more about something that was like, Oh, I didn't really think that's mm-hmm. an issue. Like not that it's an issue, but it turns out that I kind of get some new perspective on yeah. something or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just able to kind of work through something. So I am just really loving that she's just had. And I think I like being able to build up a relationship with yeah. someone like now she knows me mm-hmm. and I do just, it's something I'm planning to keep up for the foreseeable future, just as like a placeholder for yes. when those harder things yes. come up. 
I already know where I go. Like mm-hmm. she knows me and I just hope that that will be good for, yeah, good for yeah. the future. No, I think that's great. If you have someone you, mm-hmm. I will be getting her card from you when we're done with this. Please I think do. I've done it before. Then <laughs> that called. Do. So I need to do that. <laughs> I will remind you. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about obsessions. What are you obsessed with lately? Okay. So I was in need of some new workout shoes. Okay. I, um, and I really was finding that like running shoes per se, like mm-hmm. a Nike running shoe yeah. was not actually exactly enough support uh-huh. for like body combat yeah. or li- I almost needed something more stable because mm-hmm. they're so flexible, mm-hmm. you know? So I did a little research and I found Nike Metcons, which okay. are kind of like a, um, I think this kind of shoe has gotten kind of popular with more the popularity of like a CrossFit type okay. workout where you're going back and forth between mm-hmm you know, cardio, you're maybe going, doing a lot of lateral weights, movements uh-huh. and then weights and stuff like that, which is kind of what like a combat class would be. Same kind of movements where mm-hmm. you're, you know, so I found Nike Metcons. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily cheap. Okay. Not expensive, you know, not okay. horrible, but not, you know, I was just kind of picking Nikes up at Kohl's or at right. wherever, you know, right. find them on sale. So these are a little bit more of an investment, but they have a they really kind of hug your insole, which mm. is nice, like around like where mm-hmm. your arch is um, and have a lot of like side to side movement okay. support mm. and a firmer bottom. Mm-hmm. You know how we feel about firm you bottoms. You love that firm bottom. Firm bottoms to make your bottom firm. <laughs> um, just really good for like if you're doing like lunge or a squat. I was already testing them out because yeah. they keep your foot in one place. You're not gotcha. sliding all over yeah. the place. So there's just some subtle differences that really do, I think, make a difference in those movements. So. Huh. New obsession. All right. Feeling like I could treat myself yeah. now that I'm, you know, getting back your at gym the gym. On. Back, yeah. feel like I'm going to get my money's worth out good. of them. I so. mean, it's so important to have the right equipment. Yeah. That just makes you more motivated. Yeah. Makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get injured, that's right. not going to be motivating right. at all. So. <laughs> all right. So I am obsessed with a snack. It is chocolate hummus. Have you seen this? I saw it at Trader Joe's and I keep hearing uh-huh. good things about the chocolate it, hummus. Yeah. It's a new item at Trader Joe's and I'm so excited because I had found some chocolate hummus this summer when I was in Texas mm-hmm. at just the Texas grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And of course, like my first thing, when I find something new that I love, I'm like, Ooh, I hope that Trader Joe's will yeah. make it. Yeah. And there it sure is. Sure enough. Um, so it is the one, actually the, the beef that I have with it is I actually don't like the name chocolate hummus yeah. because hummus is garlic and olive Savory, oil. Right, exactly. Right. This is, it's a chocolate chickpea spread. Right. So it's like chickpeas and I don't know what kind of oil is holding it together, but then Maybe like, like a just, coconut or yeah, yeah. And then just like some cocoa, probably like a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, but it actually is, has very low sugar content, but mm-hmm. it's very chocolatey, nice. um, just like thick and creamy. It is so I would so assume satisfying. it has some richness to it too, yes. with those chickpeas that would be yes. satisfying. Yes. And I will say, I feel like the Trader Joe's version like I don't have the side by side, but I feel like it's even just like a richer chocolatey taste yeah. than the ones I'm remembering. Okay. Um, and so it is great on apples. Mm-hmm. It is great just by the spoonful of right. course, especially great. like dipped a little bit in peanut butter. Oh yeah. Oh, just like the after dinner, yeah. like satisfies the chocolate craving. Good with, good with the pretzel. I feel yes. like. Yes. Yes. All right. I did. I did see that last time I was there. I'm going to need to pick Throw it up. It I was already cart. buying many dips for gotcha. a book club retreat. So right. I was like, Oh, wait till <sighs> next off. time. But it's a I good one. It. Okay. Good to know. All right. In neighborhood news, we were both racking our brains <laughs> for neighborhood hot. news. And yeah. It's just that it's hot friends. Yeah. And like 
to the point where we literally just don't see neighbors. This exactly. Time. There's no weird neighbor encounters. No. There's no door-to-door salesmen mm-hmm. right now. Because we just aren't. <laughs> it might be happening out there, yeah. but we're not seeing it. There is definitely news happening inside of people's homes. Right. It's just not as evident. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not being aired out on the sidewalk. We can't so wait for the heat to break. There's pros and cons, but we'll have more entertainment for <laughs> yes. you when it cools down. Exactly. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully things will get a little bit more spicy. <sighs> All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You know where you can find us on Instagram. Instagram, we are Hi Girls Next Door, and find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. Our website is girlnextdoorpodcast.com, and that's where you can find the show notes from all of our episodes episodes with links to things we have mentioned. And our email address is highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Just how hot is it, Kelsey? <laughs> I know. It's so hot. Gorgeous red rock. Red, red rock. rock. <laughs>